0: It is uh, seven minutes after 11 o'clock on a a victorious Super Bowl Monday uh, where the uh, Kansas City Chiefs pulled a just hair-pulling, nail-biting end. Uh, What a great game. Uh, Brian and I both watched it, and uh, it was frustrating
1: till the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. If you've watched Mahomes play with any regularity at all, you know that he lives for these moments. And there was never any question, no doubt in my mind, with a minute or so left on the clock
0: that he wasn't going to go
1: down and score.
0: When when it went into overtime and, uh, and the 49ers got that field goal, you didn't think at that point, oh, we could be in trouble here? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's always that
1: chance. When they started Mahomes, that drive, that Mahomes final... lives for these moments, I'm telling you. When they you... started... Have you ever started. seen those mic'd up moments where Mahomes is getting hit? I mean, he is the team leader. He is on the sidelines telling his players, this is it. Go out there and perform or Do whatever he's saying. I mean, it's he wants to win, and that's what he's there for. And
0: In that final drive, you didn't think for even a moment there was any doubt in your mind that no. he wouldn't make it all the way down that field and no. into the end zone? Uh-uh. Nope. I was pretty confident that this is uh we're going to score here
1: because I mean you I know you're not as much of a Chiefs watcher as I am but you've seen him when there's 30 seconds left on the clock and they bring it down the field 50 yards and kick a field goal and win the game
0: you've seen those moments right Yeah I've seen I mean, them but I I just I was just not convinced uh, that he was going to pull that. I was anxiously hoping, but I wasn't convinced. And you, their defense you came to play. The,
1: I mean, they were very, very good last night.
0: You could have turned the TV off and gone to bed knowing that, in spite of uh, the the, the uh, three-point edge, Kansas City was going to come back. You just you knew that much. You were that sure. Well, no, I could never go to
1: sleep <laughs> until the game was complete. And, mm. you know, you want to see the celebration afterwards a little bit
0: not me. As soon as it was over, I was <laughs> lights out because I had to work. It's fun to watch.
1: Just the whole team coming together, the you know, all the uh, family coming down the field. Taylor Swift, of course. <laughs> yeah. You uh, know, Denise last night was laying down reading because she's not an avid football fan like I am, but It was, you know, probably 10 minutes left in the game, and she she hears what's going on in the other room for sure. And as soon as the final touchdown was made, she came back to see what was going on. She likes the celebration part of it, but she gets too anxious during the game. I mean, it is very stressful to sit there through the whole game and take in, oh man like you march all the way down the field and you fumble the ball on the one yard line before scoring that hurts but you know good teams can recover from that
0: uh, a tip for Kelsey uh, don't give up your day job and try singing uh, like <laughs> Elvis yeah yes, that was uh, that was painful I actually we I was too a- <laughs> City. I'll see y'all uh, at the parade. Let's do it, baby. Kansas City Chiefs, champions of Super Bowl 58. Diva! Diva! Low back
1: to
0: back. <laughs> How about those Chiefs? I actually, my throat hurt uh, just from listening to him. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, that has to hurt. Oh, he Gee. was having the time of his life. Wasn't he, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't wouldn't we? Wouldn't we? Wouldn't you loved to uh, to be a part of that? I'm, wow, that is kind just, of. I don't like being around a lot of people. I hate being around a lot of people, but I wouldn't mind you know having won the Super Bowl uh, and having all that. Oh, the money! Holy yeah. Toledo! Whew, what a great game! Just exhilarating. I. I was just... <sighs> so you doubted the Chiefs
1: in that yes, final Yes, I did. Wow. I
0: doubted them through the, through the entire <laughs> first half.
1: Well, you know, yeah. the We were texting back and forth, and there were some things that I was concerned about. But this defense was lit up. They came to play.
0: Well, then they came back in the second half, and this is when I thought, you know, they they've looked over what the 49ers are doing. They've found the vulnerabilities. They know how to defend themselves and they're going to just come back roaring back cuz that's usually when when uh, Kansas City does their best work second half. Right. And the first thing right out of the gate, they screwed <laughs> the boots. It was like, "Oh, no, they're not they they didn't learn yeah, anything." I saw that. So, yeah, I was Concerned. right to the end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and when they didn't score, but when you have a close game, uh, Mahomes is going to pull it out. Well, he certainly did that. Uh, I will tell you that he—he's just a, a most resourceful. And and Tony Roma, somebody shut Tony Roma <laughs> up, please. Uh, d- 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 does it does it bother you when when Roma gets on and starts telling you what everybody is thinking?
1: Yeah, sometimes.
0: I was like, you don't know what they're thinking. He so he's saying to himself, blah blah blah. No, you don't have any idea what he's saying to himself. Just comment on what's happened and what you think they'll do next. He just drives me nuts. I wish somebody would would t- you know just tell him, you know, comment on what you see and what you predict, not on what people are thinking. And then he's saying, if I'm not mistaken, I, I heard this at least three or four times. Uh, that that uh, Mahomes uh, should stay in the middle.
1: Yeah, no, that's not a good uh, that's not a good thing to do. Mahomes is most dangerous when he's mobile. Everyone knows it, and so if they can keep him in the pocket, you know, in that box, yeah. that's where things go wrong for Mahomes. But when he, you know, rolls out and has given a little bit more time for his receivers to get open. <laughs> Good night, Charlie.
0: Let me ask you one more thing, and, and then we'll get off of football, because I know this is not the sports show. If they, if they want to listen to sports, they can listen to KTGR, but it, it is, is such a monumental thing that they, they won another Super Bowl championship. At one point, Mahomes threw the ball. He was on the, on the left sideline. He was being chased, and there was uh somebody who could uh, there was a player who was moving up the sideline that might have been able to get up there and close the gap and catch the ball but they said intentional grounding you, did did you see that i did
1: yes and it was he first of all if it's the same play that i'm thinking of the ball didn't pass the line of scrimmage and so that would have been an illegal pass intentional
0: ground all right so you didn't pass okay all right that makes the difference that makes the difference all right i am through uh i'm i'm gonna move on i'm done with bragging about and and well not entirely not entirely as a cleveland browns fan all right next year Oh, absolutely. Next year, you guys are going to have your hands full. I know.
1: I've been thinking It'll about it. It'll probably
0: be the 49ers and, and the Browns. I'm
1: going <laughs> to be up all night <laughs> worrying about it.
0: Yeah, you better be worried about that until next fall, I'm telling
1: you. I often wonder, and I brought this up to you off the air, if Mondays following the Super Bowl, if anyone has done a survey to see if that's a most called-in sick day for employees,
0: I think somebody has done a, a survey on that. I think so. Um and we can look because it up I on... thought about it. <laughs>
1: Did you really? <laughs> yeah, it's like oh man, I don't want to go to work today. Oh but I
0: Yeah, let's go. I got up at uh about four thirty, so I, I got a couple extra minutes of sleep. Uh because I was up late. Usually I gotta tell you, my schedule is uh it's really boring. Eight o'clock at night, I'm I'm done. Uh, then I'm up at you know four thirty, four fifteen, somewhere around there to start the day again. So um, staying up to watch that game, I was like, yeah. You know. And then the
1: adrenaline is racing. Of course, you know, can you imagine the San Francisco people that have to go to bed with that feeling? And you know the feeling I'm talking about. And then you wake up the, wake up in the morning, and it's back, the depression. It's terrible Uh, But you deal with it
0: All right, Uh, let me see here I got a message here from Don He said, to prove your point on immigration Adding to the economy I have a home in southwest Florida In an upscale neighborhood The lot has over 30 palm tree And lots of shade Required a tree specialist to maintain I hired a tree company owned by A Hispanic man that employed Approximately 20 individuals Did a great job I was surprised to learn that he lived across the canal from me in a very nice home. Yeah, uh, that was the immigration discussion we had last week. People don't realize how many jobs these immigrants can create. All right, we're 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 running late now. we got to take a break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. Uh, all right, I, I just saw this. This just popped up on my uh, radar. Uh, apparently, this happened uh, last Thursday. Brian, you didn't hear anything about Michael Mann? Uh, no, I did not. Huh? Winning this, uh... Michael Mann is this um, this guy who has been pushing uh, the global warming theory for years, decades, in fact. Wasn't he the hockey stick guy? Yes, yes, he was the hockey stick guy. And uh, two people. Uh, Wrote about him. Uh, One of them, uh, Rand Simberg, who was a a fellow at the libertarian think tank Competitive Enterprise Institute. And uh, the other one was Mark Stein. Uh, Mark Stein, uh, who I've seen him on uh, Fox News, I've seen him, uh, I think he filled in for Rush Limbaugh. Uh, He's he's a great writer. Anyway, uh, and a great sense of humor. Uh, Simberg wrote a column about this global warming thing and the hockey stick and everything uh, about man. And he said man could be said to be the Jerry Sandusky of climate science except instead of molesting children he's molested and tortured data. Mark Stein referenced that piece in an article that he wrote in National Review calling man's climate research fraudulent. The jury found that Stein and Simberg made false statements with malicious spite, ill will, vengeance, or deliberate intent to harm. Mann was awarded a dollar from each writer for compensatory damages, along with a thousand dollars from Simberg and a million dollars from Stein for punitive damages. Mann claimed that the comments... Uh, from the two writers, hurt his career and reputation uh, in the United States, costing him grant funding. It feels great, man said, after the jury delivered its verdict. It's a good day for us. It's a good day for science. So, I am sort of surprised at this. I, I, You know, if you're in the media and you have an opinion and you voice that opinion, you're entitled to it. This is my opinion. I think man-made global warming is exaggerated. I I believe they do it on purpose. Uh, I think there may be some teeny little itsy-bitsy fraction of man-made influence on the uh, global temperature, but not much. And I think even if there is, that science knows how to make things work anyway. Uh, we can, uh, you know, create uh, uh, barriers to rising sea levels, and uh, I mean, there's just all kinds of nonsense uh, that they're predicting that haven't come true. So I'm I'm in their call. I'm in their in their uh, position. I, I think Stein uh, Stein was right. A significant uh, portion of Americans still don't believe climate change is happening, or that the actions of humans are causing it. A highly political topic in the world uh, full of misinformation, and so there, this guy sues them and wins. Well, I don't. uh, This has got. They've got to appeal this. This is ridiculous. I I don't know how you get away with telling somebody, you know, you hurt me because you voiced your opinion. I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because it was in Washington D.C. that he that he prevailed. Uh, perhaps if it gets appealed somewhere, that uh, that it will change. But I think Stein is right. I I think this is ridiculous. I think we're wasting money, destroying freedom, taking away liberty. We're we're doing this for this net zero nonsense. And there is no net zero. You can't get to net zero. I'm going to tell you right now, it is absolutely impossible to get to net zero. And I'll tell you why. Because too many of us exhale. We, We in the United States can't get to net zero. Because, especially as the population increases... When we exhale, we'll put out more CO two. We're never getting to net zero.
1: Maybe if we force everyone into masks that capture the uh, dangerous gas, you know, just mandate it. What do you think? Uh,
0: I think uh, the only way goals. the only way to accomplish this is to force people into wearing a plastic bag over their head, yeah, tied uh, tightly around their <laughs> neck. You know, the moment you. Turn on the uh, the furnace to heat your house in the winter. The net zero goes out the window, and the the cost of the net zero uh, uh, goal, uh, the the uh, extra insulation and uh, the solar panels and uh, remaking dishwashers and hot water tanks and changing cars to battery powered all that other nonsense we can't afford it we can't afford it i so i i'm stunned i just saw the article um scientists awarded a million dollars in lawsuit against writers over defamation it's a good day for science and i i don't agree <laughs> it's not a good day for science it's not a good day for freedom uh, this is uh, this is their opinion. This is how they feel then it, it, it's, it's if I tell you that I feel badly, can you call me a liar? No because it 's how I feel. If I tell you I feel that this is uh, a load of uh, horse manure it 's how I feel. Can't sue me for how I feel. It's ridiculous. All right. Uh, Caught that story and uh, thought I would throw it out there because uh, it's one of those uh, crazy things that uh, every once in a while pops up in the news. Like, what? How do they do this? Uh, We've got a professor who was suspended. Yeah, he's filed a $19 million lawsuit against UCLA. This uh, incident started... Back in 2020, and this this is another crazy, you know, left leaning, nonsensical push to stop people from thinking. Uh, so apparently, this professor was suspended because he refused to grade students. Based on race. Who thought that was a good idea? Literally, who said, you know, if it's a minority, uh, you you, got to give them a passing grade. Who thought that was a good idea? (laughs) Would you want your brain surgeon or your heart surgeon to have had, uh, you know, that method for grading them before they were turned loose with a scalpel? (laughs) <laughs> it's ridiculous uh but apparently um, this guy refused to play and they didn't they didn't like that universities are uh, starting to feel the pain of woke policies though it may take longer to penetrate the thick core of wokeness that surrounds the educational centers we'll follow up on this in about five minutes on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 1135, mainstream media is sending the Biden administration and the Democrats a message. We'll see if they're getting it. We'll we'll show you an example of this, because it's really unusual. They're fact-checking Joe Biden. Woo! Did they ever? Uh, but uh, this UCLA professor that's uh, suing the, uh, the the university for nineteen million dollars in damages after he was suspended in twenty twenty because he refused a reg- uh, a request to grade black students more leniently after George Floyd's death. Now you can see the 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 connection there, can't you, Brian?
2: Oh, George Floyd's yeah. death. Uh, uh-huh.
0: Some students you know, test grades. Uh, <laughs> right away, it works, you know. George Floyd uh, the dies. the first thing that
1: came to my mind.
0: Yeah, uh, these poor students, give them a break. The lawsuit claims that he suffered financially and emotionally because of the incident. Why am I suing UCLA? Uh, well, uh, because they, they fired him, uh, he says, and it was uh, because he refused... To just grade on a curve because of the color of someone's skin. I thought that's what the left wanted. Whenever I hear the left talk about race, that seems to be the goal. You know, they they bring out, they trot out Martin Luther King's brilliant quote uh, content of the character, not the color of their skin. Uh, Why then would they want someone to grade students not based on the content of their work, but the color of their skin? It's ridiculous. The majority of damages are based on his lost income uh, from consulting jobs at law firms and other corporations. The controversy started when he received a request to provide academic leniency to black students after the death of George Floyd. Because apparently when George Floyd uh, died, black students were unable to, to retain information. Uh, It somehow affected their brains in such a way that they couldn't remember things and so they deserved a break. I guess that's the way it works. One student requested a no-harm final exam, which meant that the grade would only count if it helped the student's overall grade. Klein responded that while he supports diversity, equity, and inclusion... He found the idea of race-based grading to be deeply patronizing and offensive to black students. Then why does he support diversity, equity, and inclusion? I guess that's okay for everybody else except his group. In his occupation, it doesn't work. But, you know, if you're hiring people to, to drive vehicles or make banking decisions or something, then, then, then it's okay. Uh, are, uh, are there any students that may be of mixed percentage, such as half black and half Asian? What do you suggest I do with respect to them? A full concession or just half? Also, do you have any idea if students are from Minneapolis? I assume that they are probably especially devastated as well. I'm thinking that a white student from there might possibly be even more devastated by this especially because some might think that they're racist even if they're not, he wrote in a reply to the email. By that, by that evening, a petition demanding his firing began circulating. It generated 20,000 signatures. Three days after the initial email, Klein was suspended. He was later rehired, but then uh, the professor said he lost the lion's share of his income, which came from consulting work. Wow. I had no idea that was the effect on uh, black students because of George Floyd. The, the pathologies that develop, the rippling effect is its hard to understand. <laughs> People are out of their minds. All right. Uh, the mainstream media, they are apparently sending a message to Democrats and to the administration. And I think the message is, if you don't get rid of Biden, we're going to expose him at every turn. I don't know if the Democrats are getting the message or not. But here's an example of this on CNN, where they're doing a little Biden fact-checking.
2: One thing that President Biden said is basically that he stored the documents in filing cabinets that could be locked. Let's listen.
1: All the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked.
2: Daniel? Just not true, John. Uh, This report from the special counsel includes photos. Those photos include shots of a box uh, just sitting in President Biden's Delaware garage. The special counsel described it as a badly damaged box sitting amid household detritus. So there was some material that was in cabinets uh, locked or lockable, as the president said, but all of it, certainly not. And that open, unsealed damaged box included, according to the special counsel, highly sensitive, top secret material about the war Afghanistan. Okay, another claim that President Biden made, none of the documents were highly classified. Let's listen.
1: None of it was high classified, didn't have any of that red stuff on it, you know what I mean, around the corners? None of that.
2: Daniel? That claim that he didn't have any material that was quote-unquote high classified is also not true, John. The special counsel's report says that the president possessed multiple highly classified documents that were indeed marked as being highly classified documents, including some marked as top secret slash SCI, sensitive compartmented information. That is a very high level of classification. For example, special counsel her uh, discussed two top secret documents about Afghanistan found in that open unsealed damage box in the garage, one of which her said, contains highly sensitive info about military programs, and another that contains info about sensitive intelligence and sources and methods. Now, it's not clear, John, if any of those Biden documents had those colored borders we saw on classified docs that former President Trump had, which I think is what President Biden was referring to uh, when he talked about red around the corners. But still, whatever coloring these documents had, the special counsel says they were clearly marked as highly classified. And then I should add, her also said that investigators' analysis of Biden's own handwritten notes from his time as vice president showed that these notebooks also contained highly classified info, though those were not marked. And Hurst said a sampling of 37 excerpts found that, quote, eight are top secret with sensitive compartmented information, seven of which include information concerning human intelligence sources, plus six others that were top secret. Uh, and then the third claim that he made, Daniel, there, was that he did not share classified information with a ghostwriter on a book he was working on. Listen to that.
1: I did not share classified information. I did not share with, it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. No, I did day 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 day. not say that.
2: Okay. okay. He did but, not say that. Okay. So he's entitled to say he didn't do it. He can defend himself. But he also said the special counsel didn't say that he did share that classified info with the ghostwriter. Except, John, the special counsel did say that explicitly. Her wrote, quote, Mr. Biden shared information, including some classified information, from those notebooks with his ghostwriter. So there it is in black and white. Now, Her did elaborate that Biden shared classified info with the ghostwriter uh, by reading nearly verbatim from the notebooks on at least three occasions, including notes from meetings in the situation room. He did find that Biden, quote, at times, tried to avoid sharing classified info, like by skipping over certain material as he was reading them to the ghostwriter, and her did write that the evidence does not show that Biden knew the info was classified. Nonetheless, even though the special counsel did clearly give him some material to defend himself with, this is not a factual defense. So he could cite the factual stuff, you know, her said, didn't know it was intentional, et cetera. but declaring the special counsel just did not say what he said, John, is not a factual defense.
1: Wow. I think I can step in and defend him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, Well, Gary, he's an elderly gentleman. He forgets sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So you have to just ignore all this.
0: Yeah, that's what I want in the White House. That's who I want dealing with Chi and and Putin. (laughs) Absolutely. Good Lord. But I think this is a shot across the bow for the administration and for the Democrats. The normally uh, apologetic, uh, make excuses for Democrats' mainstream media aren't doing it. They're now starting to look at everything that we've been telling listeners for, for years about Biden and exposing it. And I think it's the, look, if, if you're going to insist on putting him back up, th- we're going we're gonna to show you what, what uh, vulnerabilities he's got. You better find somebody else. And I'm thinking Gavin Newsom is it. He's hobnobbing with billionaires. He's gone to China. I think he is. I think he's ultimately the guy they're going to pull out. He's the one I think they're going to send in. Time will tell. All right, up against the clock. When we come back, couple things coming on, uh, going on here at uh, our home station, and uh, we'll wrap it up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Man, this is going to be a busy uh, a couple of minutes here as we wrap up the program. Uh, very quickly, there was a shooting down in Texas in Joel Osteen's church, um, and apparently this person pulled out a gun and opened fire. Local reports that uh, multiple sources said that the person who fired the gun, Genesee Ivan Moreno, uh, is suspected of being uh, the quote-unquote armed woman who was killed at the church on Sunday, reports indicated the shooter was female, but Moreno may have been male. Moreno was shot and killed by two off-duty officers. Moreno's weapon was emblazoned uh, with the slogan, Free Palestine. Um, Moreno had uh, prior arrests for assault, forgery, marijuana possession, theft, uh, evading and unlawful uh, carrying of a weapon. Uh, And Moreno went by Jeffrey Escalante Moreno, among other aliases, and was from El Salvador. (laughs) This is just, this is a story just made for the Republican Party. Uh, The child that uh, Moreno brought to the church was shot and injured. The child remains in critical condition in a local hospital. Um, But apparently, it, it, it appears that this is another transgender Shooting um, and a uh, an anti-Israelite. You can be, you know, and I don't want to cast dispersion. If you're if you're pro-Palestinian, that's okay. Uh, I, I don't care. If you're pro-Israel, I don't care. You send your money to the party of your choice. The government shouldn't be doing it at all, and it looks like they're going to send uh, your tax dollars uh to Ukraine and to uh, Israel. Uh I I also uh, kind of object to uh, attacking anybody who's Jewish just because they're Jewish. I mean if they if somebody did something to you, you got a case to be made. But suddenly deciding because someone is Jewish they deserve your your ire and wrath uh, and you assault them, uh, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't understand that kind of bias. Uh, that's a group that need a checkup from the neck up. Uh, and a story that Brian brought to the table, it is the most horrible story. I'm not kidding you. This is this will make you you almost want to cry when I tell you this story. And I'll get to it in just a minute. But I want to point out a couple things. Because on February 22nd and 23rd, it's the 18th annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. Uh, you can visit the Eagle or KWOS websites for more information on how to donate. Uh, many thanks to the Missouri Credit Union uh, and uh, Club Car Wash, Big O Tires, A1 Containers. Brian, we plumbing and Missouri vein care because they all make this happen. That's uh, February 22nd and 23rd. Um, and it is something that we've done for years. Uh, I always donate. Uh, I feel in fact, I think I've got a couple remember when they were doing the bricks, Brian, you could have your names.-huh. Yes. Uh, I think Gwen and I have a couple of those bricks. We've donated for that. Uh, I should also tell you the Boone County Lincoln days uh, Thursday, February 29th. Uh, that's at Midway Golf and Games Tavern Room, starts at five thirty p.m., and our own Randy Tobler is going to be the MC. It's funny they never they they haven't picked me to do that in years, Brian. Kind of weird. Funny. I don't. Understand I, uh, yeah, that. I don't understand why that is either. Um, anyway, you can visit ninety three ninety Eagles Facebook page for the link to purchase tickets. Uh, tickets have to be purchased by February 22th to guarantee your spot. Well, you know what? While we're speaking of Randy, you want to take a trip with Randy? And I, I'm not talking about a funny cigarette. I mean, take an actual trip uh, because, um, well, you can. He is going to Switzerland, and listeners are invited uh, to buy a ticket and go with. Uh, this is with Call It Travel. You can go to uh, the Eagle or the KWOS, KWOS uh, website for more information. And to RSVP for information uh, uh, that that uh, you'll find uh, important. I, I would, I will tell you right now. I know Randy Tobler, and he is fascinating. He is fascinating. So those are just some things uh, that are coming up now for the story. And I'm I'm not kidding you. This is a story that will. Um, I, I could not believe this. I don't and I don't understand it. I don't know how it's even possible. Uh, drugs, probably. I I don't know how how do you make the mistake? How do you mistake I an oven for a bassinet? Uh, but apparently, an infant in Kansas City uh, has died because the the mother of this infant put her down for a nap in an oven. Oh my God! Oh. Jeez. Mariah Thomas of Kansas City charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Uh, Court records uh, don't yet show if uh, Thomas has an attorney. There's no phone listed. Uh, Thomas couldn't be found. Police responded Friday afternoon to a report of an infant not breathing. A probable cause statement said responders found the child with apparent burns. The child was pronounced dead at the scene. Statement said responders were told by witness that the mother, quote, put the child down for a nap and accidentally placed her in the oven instead of the crib. What kind of idiot? Oh, I, I mean, how, how could
1: drugs not be involved in this unless I, it was a deliberate act?
0: You know, alcohol could be alcohol, could be traditional illicit drugs, I don't know. But I don't I don't know yeah, how... That's
1: I, the most disturbing story of the weekend.
0: That may be the most disturbing story I have ever read. Yeah. Because I now am picturing this child in this oven. I know. And the heat on, and this poor child screaming. Oh my God. Oh my God. How do you... How do you do that to it? <sighs>
1: That Sorry is, to leave you on a down note, but it is just reporting the news. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's, it's just,
0: just really difficult to read. It's incredibly disturbing. Incredibly disturbing. Uh, all right, uh, listen. Uh, we got a full week ahead of us, and uh, we got some great guests coming on the program, uh, in, including uh, Bill Eigel, Senator Bill Eigel. He'll be with us uh, tomorrow. He'll be with us tomorrow. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, we'll have the Epic Times on board with us. Uh, Professor uh, Murray Sabrin is going to be on, so we got a full boat. And I am sure that Democrats and Republicans will fill the rest of the show with their usual stupidity, because that's what they do. I, I, I just I can't can't get my mind off this infant. I can't I can't think. Uh, I just, I can't imagine how horrible that that must have been. Poor kid. Oh, man. How do you make that mistake? They don't even resemble. And then you turn, then turn the heat on? Can't even speculate. I can't either. It's awful. I'm saddened. All right, it is uh, whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day, carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.